Hello, folks. And you are definitely nice folks. Thank you for appearing in on the fourth episode of Behind the Red Light, where we talk about the Nevada brothel system. Maybe and we should call it peeking in. You know, peeking, just 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 go, just pushing that curtain just aside just a little bit to peek. Just take a look? Yeah, well, a little look-see. Well, they're all voyeurs right now anyway, hearing about the... <laughs> a little audio voyeurs. A little audio voyeurs. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we should let you know that we are doing this for entertainment and educational purposes only. Yes, we are not sponsored by anybody. We are not, not endorsing it. We're not sending you there. None of those types of things. This is this is uh, this is none of that whatsoever. Prefer, yeah, it's it's informational, educational, and entertainment. Absolutely, I mean, we definitely don't want to force anybody going into something that they don't want to do. However, no, but if you do, and even if you're not, let me let me say because we've been talking about you know what happens there and everything else. But that's why I said, however, yeah, one of the things we haven't mentioned, and I wanted to, was that uh, if you are somebody who would not want the services out there but you're curious and you want to see it i can tell you that if you are in las vegas either the chicken ranch uh, or sherry's ranch which are literally the, i mean at the same distance because they're right next door to each other they do welcome people just coming in to look around getting a souvenir uh, you know getting a free tour whatever they they more than have their doors open for that purpose okay so you know if you're interested in the hour drive anytime i've ever been out there i always see people coming in that are like hey i heard there's a free tour they get a free tour if you're one of those people this is my suggestion you go in when the shift manager meets you or the bartender whoever it happens to be let them know hey we're you know we're not really here to do anything we're just we're very curious and we were just curious if we could get a tour or whatever um and they will send one or two of the girls or whatever over to give you and your party a tour. And please tip the girls. Yes, tip the girls. Don't don't be a jerk. If you're going to be out there and you're going to do that, you know, throw the girls 20 bucks each you know, for giving you a tour, something like that. Maybe a little bit more if you feel it was worth it. You know, Be a decent human being. Then when they come back to the bar with you, maybe buy them a drink too. You know, again... They are they're donating their time to, to give you a tour of this place. The least you can do is show your appreciation. So Yeah, you know. if they're taking their time to give you a tour, they could be taking their time trying to uh, get a client. Absolutely. Or they, yeah, hang it's out taking with somebody away. else. Absolutely. It's taking away from their time doing that. So make it worth their while. You know, sh throw throw some money their way. And, and and the reason I really want to mention that is so that no one can say, well, you know, I listened to, to Jim's podcast, and then when I went out there, I just wanted to get a free tour. So he didn't say anything about paying you. Oh, but I did. I said you should tip. Yeah, they're not going to get me that way. Yes, and if you listen to Larry's podcast, Larry says just don't. Uh, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But if you're listening to our podcast, then you know that we're, we're we're going to try to inform you the best we possibly can from a customer's perspective. It would be nice to sit down and talk to one of the ladies and find out what they are. But as promised, maybe we're, we'll do that sometime. That would be nice. That'd be a neat one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sit down, talk with one of the ladies, find out what the their experiences sure. are and whatnot. But before we get to that, we have promised to tell you the differences between um, a, uh, a brothel and a strip club and, and the difference in clientele. Well, I think what you're... Something that you have experience in. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and I think what you're hinting at, specifically, yeah, let, you know, let, let's, let's take away all the, all the BS and the, the brouhaha here. 
get right down to the, the meat of it, you're talking about a difference between the legal prostitution system and some of the ways it happens illegally in our country, uh, perhaps on the, on, under the guise of something else. Oh, you mean the champagne room? Yeah, well, well, it, well let's, let's go there for a minute. Um, you know, people that generally are part of the sex industry, whether it's as a customer or working in it, have um, have come, come through different avenues of the sex business. And one of those, of course, is strip clubs, as you yes. mentioned. Um, and I've been a customer of those for many, many years, uh, long, well, m many more so than I was, uh, than I have been at the brothels. So I think I've been going to strip clubs for 30 years or more. Um, and, um, you know, there's a, <laughs> there are various types. And I would say that the vast majority of strip clubs that you go to are just that. They're legal operating businesses that there's no, there's no prostitution or anything silly going on. It's just simply the girls take their clothes off. They're there as part of a tease. You pay for a lap dance, you get a lap dance. That's the way it is. But I would be lying if I said over the years I hadn't gone into a place and it was supposed to be a strip club and what I was met with was something completely different. Um, because that does happen. Uh, I'm sure that people have heard of Asian massage parlors. Obviously, there are plenty of places where you can go and get a massage in this country that are legal, licensed, and they are therapeutic massages and nothing strange or weird or unwanted is going to happen to you. But there are also those places that you will walk into and the next thing you know, she's rolling you over on your back and, you know, tempting to do something else. So She's got her hands on something else. Yes, that, that she shouldn't be massaging. You yeah. know, there... There are, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of things like this out there and that happens. So we'll take these sort of one at a time. Let's take the strip club. Um, I was at a place in an undisclosed location. I will tell you the state. It was in Pennsylvania. I will not tell you where. Um, I went into the club because I was on a trip and I was out of town and I thought, well, you know, check out the local, the local digs, if the you will. The local fair, if yes. you will. And I went into this place, and I walked in, and it was, um, it was sort of off the beaten path. And um, I chose it because they had a bar, and I thought, well, yeah, I can get a drink or whatever. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm having a drink, and this girl comes up to me. I do not recall what name she used or how she introduced herself. And she, uh, she basically told me straight out, she said, uh, you should get a dance with one of us. And I said, well, I, you know, I just got here. I might, you know. And she says, well, just so you know, there are no cameras in the back. And I'm thinking to myself, oh. and I'm thinking to myself, well, that's a weird thing to say to me. Uh, why would you say that? And I said, oh, well, uh, okay. And she said, yeah, you know, it's very, very private. There are absolutely no cameras in that. No one's going to come back there. You have nothing to worry about back there, blah, 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 blah. Why would she say this to you? Well, that, because she's setting up for this. So, Because, uh, you know, me being me, I had to lead this on just to find out exactly where this was going to go. Because this was not my first time at the rodeo. So I said, oh, really? And I said, so what does that mean could happen back there? And she said, anything you want, honey. And she said, I'm full service back there. Now, I'm smart enough to know what full service means. Well, yes. And I said, oh, well, that's good information to have. And I said, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm just uh, I, I'm going to sit here and enjoy my drink for now, but I appreciate it. So she gets up and walks away. 
And another five minutes or so goes by, and this other girl comes up, and she says, uh, you look a little stressed out. Do you need a dance? And I said, a dance would be perfect. So I said yes, and I went back with her thinking, okay, this is one girl. It's an isolated incident. I'm, you know, I'm not worried about catching a disease now. You know, we're, we're just going to get a dance. Everything's going to be cool. When we get back to this room, this room is enormous. I was not expecting this. And then there are little booths all around the room, and they all have got a curtain in front of them that, you, that can be pulled back. And um, she, uh, she, si she sits down, and I agreed to three songs. I forget what it cost. And I got my wallet out to pay her, and she said, well, hold on just a minute. She said, you said yes so fast out there, I didn't really get to my real sales pitch, which is that you know I give blowjobs back here for $80. And I paused for a minute and thought, oops, I guess it's the whole club. <laughs> and now I'm in trouble because, and the only thing going through my head is, you know that meme of the kid from uh, The Simpsons where he's there in the butt? I'm in danger. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to die now. Because here's the reason I'm saying this. Because uh, first of all, now in a different light, in a different room in this building, I am able to see the track marks in this girl's arm Ooh. that I did not see out in the main room. Ooh. Okay. The second thing I'm noticing is that um, for those of you who don't know track marks, because I'm going to assume that our audience doesn't know as they're much pure as and we innocent. Do. Yes. Yes. Uh, track marks is proof that this person has been using heroin and has been mainlining the heroin in their veins with a needle. Yes. And this is this is quite clear on her arm, and I'm thinking. Oh, this is not good. And then, and then on top of everything else, again, because I've already been part of the, the brothel system at this time in my life, I know the value of protection. Mm. This girl doesn't have any purse with her bag, anything of any sort, which means she does not have condoms on her person. And in the time I've been in this club, I've watched her go back to the slap dance room with about five different guys. So I have to go under the assumption at this point her turnaround rate is phenomenal. Which means the head must have been phenomenal. But I truly did not want to find out at this particular stage because I had a feeling that, that I was going to be swimming in a place that I, I didn't want to be swimming, if, no. you, if you get my meaning. Yes. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, this girl does not have any protection on her. She's doing this. And as, I'm, as all this is going through my head, she says, the only thing I ask is that you don't come in my mouth. Blatantly, this is what she says. Wow. I am I am not kidding you. And I at that point said, I'm just here for the dance. Um to it I got a very awkward dance because she clearly was offended that I said no. And I promptly decided that discretion was the better part of valor, and I got the hell out of Dodge uh once that dance was over. So you left the club. I, I did. I did. And I've never been back to that particular club ever again, despite being through that area of Pennsylvania on a number of occasions. So there you go, folks. Yes. Um, now, I would like to say that was an isolated incident, but it's not. I have had that happen in two or three clubs in Las Vegas. A very A similar story. Um same girl track marks. Uh, no, yards. no, not that part. Uh, the the ones in Las Vegas were a little smoother than that. Um, 
the one girl clearly showed me, she said, you have nothing to worry about, and opened her purse and showed me the condoms and so forth in there. Uh, the other girl was... Uh, and she and she was okay when I said no no I'm I'm, I'm fine thank you, uh, the other the other girl uh, at, at, at which was a separate club from this one so it's two different clubs I'm talking about in Las Vegas, uh, the other girl was um, very offended that I said no, I mean very offended, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why because I was insanely polite, um, but what did it was. <laughs> and one of the main reasons I said no was because she uh, she you know, said this is what could happen and this is what could do and made her offer and then told me this will be uh, uh, $3,000. <gasps> and I said to her, I looked at her and I said, that's not going to happen. And I said, you do realize that 50 miles out of town where it's legal I can get far more for far less. You know that, right? I said, because I have. And she was very offended at that point. Because you had done your research and understood what was going probably, on. Probably, or because I, I very, you know, in a, in a very veiled way said she was not worth what she was offering. But... Well, I also feel that she might have thought that you were... You were a fish on a line. Well, I, yeah, because one of the first questions they ask you is for, are you from out of town? Mm -hmm. You know, and when you're from out of town, that's generally when you're going to find out whether or not they're going to offer something out of the ordinary because they figure an in towner is likely to say something to his friends to send them in and then it gets exposed and then it's a problem. Whereas if you're an out of towner, you're going to hell home. Who the hell are you going to tell? You know, um, Another thing you see is, now this is one I do not have, I thankfully have no experience with, is the massage parlors. I do know how they operate because a friend of mine is a, is a uh, how shall I put this? An authority figure? We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yes. We're authority gonna go, figure. We're going to go with authority figure on Asian massage parlors. A public authority figure. Sure. Well, not public authority, but oh. he's, he's an authority figure anyway. Okay. But he... Um, he, uh, you know, he's partaken, I guess, a number of times, and he explained the process. And, uh, you know, there's usually out front, there's what they call Mama-san, which is the, the Asian woman that runs the place. And, you know, she gets you hooked up with a girl, and you go in the back, and they give you a, well, some sort of a massage in your back. And then what they call on the flip, when they flip you over, is when they start to make their, okay, here's what we're going to do for real, and this is what it's going to cost you type speech. Ah. Um, and of course, you know, now my problem with with the Asian massage parlors and the reason I've never partaken is not really a legal one um, because they rarely get raided and it's really usually not that big a deal. But uh, I have a problem with any situation where the girls are potentially trafficked. Yeah. And that is a one of those very heavy ways in which that occurs. So I refuse to participate in anything like that because um the uh, again the idea that that somebody would be unwilling to be there you are forcing somebody to do something that they don't want to do right not 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 happening not on my watch i'm not doing that i want nothing to do with it and again what, one of the reasons that i push legality of of prostitution because, because it eliminates those things it, and, and 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 these women mm -hmm. are taking it upon themselves to go yes i consent yes. to this sort of behavior yes 
one of the other ones I should bring up is, and this is common in the area that you and I live in, uh, trucking is a huge, huge, huge thing. In oh, yes, area. very much so. We're not going to tell you where we're from because no, but it, no, we no, don't want to no, do that to the area. No, no reason for that. But the bottom line is that there's a lot of trucking in our area. We are a, one of the trucking hubs in the country. Yes. We'll put it that way. And uh-huh. those people that are from these areas are aware of something that is called a lot lizard. Now, a lot lizard is what we call the working girls that work the truck stops. And they usually get away with it because truck stops are built in such a way that they're sort of out of sight, out of mind. Even if you see the the building out front, they're built in such a way that you have to kind of go down in to where the trucks park so that you really don't see the lot from the main road. And they're all like this. And and it's done that way. And so, uh, you know, so that the the people don't have to look at trucks all the time when they're driving around or near their homes or whatever. Well, the other <clears> reason for that is, too, is it also gives the truckers privacy because yes. they're sleeping they in their truck. They oftentimes sleep there, yes. But what this does is it provides a clandestine location where um, transactions can be made, if you will. A lot of lonely guys on the road. A lot of lonely guys on the road, and so these girls will go from truck to truck and knock on the truck doors and uh, uh, apply their craft. And over the years and years and years I've lived in this area, I have been fortunate to uh, almost completely avoid this sort of thing. Except for one particular evening, not that long ago. I was in a strip club. That many years? uh, No, not even that long. That many years. Oh, not even that long. That oh, many it's in the last year. Wow. Okay. So, uh, I can't. I, I thought I told you this. Maybe no, I you haven't told me this story. Oh, you're gonna love this. Oh, great. So I. Um, You've heard. You're hearing it first, like I am, folks. Uh, okay. So, for the sake of Larry, I'm gonna go into some veiled detail here, so he knows where I'm talking about. You know what? We may not get to the menu this episode. We, <laughs> we may not. Okay. So, I am. Uh, there is a an old, um, very well-known drive-in restaurant not that far from our location. And it happens to be along a major route where the, the trucks go north in our state through. I know where it's up there. Yes, the you know where I'm talking about. Thing. And you, you, you so, happened to, uh, you, you, you conducted legal business. So I was up there transacting some food business, getting myself a burger. And when I was complete there, there was a strip club down the street, and I thought, well, you know, I'm bored this evening. Decided to go and take in the sights. So I I paid my cover charge, and I got in, and I'm sitting there, and there's there's a handful of people in there, and we're throwing ones and having a good time. Now, is this this also the club that you happen to work at? No, 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 no. A little bit. No, I, I did manage a club near it. At one time, but no, this is this is not the club I work. But in. it's still in the general area. Correct, because because I will tell you, the owner of the club that I ran would never allow this. This never would have happened there. Okay, let's go. So in any event, uh, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I feel these arms wrap around me, and a girl kisses me on the cheek. Now, from my position, sitting down in a chair, and from the way she came around to the side of me, I could not see her. Okay, and what's important to note here is again. Because I had managed a strip club, again, that was, I mean, we're talking two blocks from where I'm sitting. I'm assuming at this moment, oh, one of the girls must work here and it must be somebody I know. And it was not. This woman comes around me and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, who the hell is this? 
And she says, hi, sweetheart. And she sits down in the chair in front of me and begins to bother the people that are then in front of those chairs asking if they happen to have a beer because the place is BYOB. Then she looks back at me and says, do you, do you have any, I said, I'm not, I'm not drinking. And, um, she gets up and comes back to me and says, well, you know, we could go across the street and get some beers. And I said, I don't think you heard what I said. I'm not drinking. And she said, well, I am. And if you want to get me a six pack, you know, I can, I can give you a head. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, that's quite an offer. And I'm like, um, no, I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I, 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 no, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you very, thank you very much. You know, blah, 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 blah. And, um, at this point, the bouncer comes over to me and says, excuse me, sir, do you know this woman? And I said, I've never seen this woman in my life. And she said, and then this guy says to me, well, she said she was your girlfriend. That's why we let her in the club. I said, I have no idea who this is. And at this point, the bouncer grabs her and says, all right, you're out of here. And she grabs a hold of me and says, please, please, just, just, just go with me. Go with me outside. I really don't want to lay with a trucker tonight. Please do that. And I'm like, get her away from me, please. You know, and I'm like, oh, no, why me? Why? You know, why? And I, they take her and they tossed her out the door. And, I don't want to yeah. lay with a trucker tonight. Yeah, and and at that point, the 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 bouncer came over and the whoever was managing the club and they're like, "Dude, we are so sorry." She she said she was so convincing. I'm like, "I oh, yeah, I don't know who the hell she was." And then we had a good laugh about it or whatever. But uh, yeah, that was my only encounter with a with a lot lizard. Thank you, Jesus, and uh, I don't I don't want another one. I have a story. Oh, my God. Yes. I am ready for this. I, I have a story. Now, this did not happen to me, but the source of the story comes from uh, somebody that I know personally. Right? Excellent. He was a young man. He was off there. He, he, he was on the road with a buddy of his, and they didn't have money for a hotel or, or, or something. So they decided to stay in one of the lots mm -hmm. that, because we live in a wonderful trucking establishment why not yes why not so they they stay in one of the lots and my buddy who is a young man at that time starts noticing there's women mm -hmm. just walking around and of course he's like that's odd this is kind of like a male dominated area because you know they're truckers and he turns to his friend and he goes what's uh what's the deal with all these women and he goes you don't know who any of these women are he goes no he goes Oh, they're lot lizards. And he goes, what's a lot lizard? I don't think he kind of like put two and two together mm. yet because he was kind of like a little young and naive. New, yes. <clears throat> and then I think he said something like, you know, throughout the rest of the evening, because he couldn't really sleep, he'd see girl go into truck, come out of truck. Girl go into truck, come out of truck. And this is the reason, what he said next is the reason why it, I don't know if it gives lot lizards a bad name or whatnot, but he said one of the one of the ladies of the evening went to a soda machine, put her money in, got a soda. I I don't know what soda it was. Shook that some bitch up, and opened it and sprayed out her area mm -hmm. to get it clean. Yeah. 
And it was at that point he realized he just needed to either get the hell out of there or just go to bed. You know, it's funny you say that. I, I As you were telling that story, I was remembering my teenage years. Uh, my parents and I went to New York City to see a Broadway show. And we were in... We were. My mother had to go to the bathroom, and we were looking for a place, and she decided that this very nice hotel looked like a reasonable place to go because it, it would be a little higher end or whatever. So we walk into this hotel, and uh, she goes into the bathroom in the lobby, and there stand three working girls that are bathing themselves in the sinks. Oh, boy. Uh, of, 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 of a very nice hotel in Manhattan, in midtown Manhattan. And yeah, yeah. Needless to say, mom was was uh, left without words. Yes. <clears throat> when and, she came out of the bathroom. And I'm sure those working girls were probably going to the like 13th or 14th floor in that hotel. Or heaven, heaven knows where they were headed or where they were coming from. But um, at that time, um, there were places in Manhattan that were pretty seedy, uh, that were around where we were. Um, if you were if, in those years, if you were at Times Square, Times Square was not necessarily a. Um, now it's it been, wasn't a landmark destination. Uh, no, it is. It is. It is fairly gentrified these days. But you're talking. This is uh, goodness. Uh, I mean, this is almost forty years ago. So uh, it was. It was quite different then, and we were a bit south of that. Uh, along certain avenues that were known for their uh, uh, porn theaters and so on and so forth that we were we were walking through to get where we were going. And, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know how much of that goes on anymore. I would say one thing is, thanks to the Internet and the way things have gone with the Internet. Yeah, you don't see too many street corners anymore. No, well, certainly for, not in... No, word hmm. of street corners. Certainly not in uh, outside of major cities. Major cities still have what they call a track, where the girls will still walk. Um, and I'm sure you would find that in just about any major city. But in, in secondary and tertiary cities, you're not really going to see that. But what you will see is that there is an escort trade of some type or another. And the escort trade has, although illegal, has stepped up over the years. It, it's not quite as clandestine as it once was. A lot of the girls uh, will do background checks on their potential customers in a manner of speaking. They want to know where you work, your full name, because they're trying to keep themselves safe. Um, well, it's an unregulated market. Yeah, and then at the same time, you know, there's there's websites that specialize in guys reporting their experience with girls so that you can check them and find out that they're on the up and up and that sort of thing. Um, I would say that a lot of the a lot of the work, if you will. Has at making it safer has already been done by an industry that is trying to make itself safer for everybody, and uh, that's why I say if we would make the steps to help legalize it, and you know there were taxes being paid and this sort of thing going on, and the girls had a centralized place where they could go to be tested, and you know they'd have a card and and all that sort of thing, it would be so much better, and you would you would eliminate so much of the human trafficking that goes on because again much like with the the uh, 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 the Asian massage parlors, the, the lot lizards, that's a, a it's heavily heavily staffed by trafficked women. Right. And these are things that I mean, look, this is no good for anybody, 
and, and like I said, one of the reasons that I've always said no to that sort of thing. I'm, I refuse to go anywhere near something where uh, somebody's being forced against their will. I'm not about to do that. And um, so, again, I, I, I push the legalization process as much as possible. Sex work is work. And that's one of the biggest, biggest things is, is people need to learn to understand that it's a, it is a job to the people that are in this business, whether it's prostitution, whether it's porn, whether it's whatever, it, it is a job. And, the, you know, they're going home at the end of the day. A lot of the women at the houses, for instance, a lot of them are married. A lot of them have families. A lot of them have children. Some of them are single mothers raising children. You know, they, they have a life outside. Their, their job is not who they are is basically what I'm saying. Now, uh, that's kind of weird. I don't – knowing that uh, – Knowing that somebody is is married and and, and well, you know, here, that's that's why because the sex industry. What's weird about the sex industry, for people that don't understand it or for people that are outsiders to it, is that they associate the job with the individual to the point where it's an insult. You know, if I was to look at you and call you a whore, that's an insult. No one has ever insulted somebody by saying you Walmart greeter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, we, we look at that job and we say it's the totality of a human being, that they're, they're a throwaway human being. But that's not the case. No. That's not the case at all. And that's one of the things that you fight against. Uh, and it's <clears throat> unfortunately because of the way that illegal prostitution is and some of the stories that we've been accounting here, it adds to that, that problem. It adds to that, that uh, assumption that goes on because the things that are happening there due to drugs, due to the fact that the women are trafficked, due to the illegality of it all, et cetera, et cetera, are just, it's just an atrocious environment. Now, one thing that we didn't touch on uh, with this conversation is the act of the pimp. We have not talked. Oh, boy. Is it, uh, did you want to give a, well, a, a brief? So a pimp is, um, at, at his core, somebody that is guilty of pandering has essentially because there's this big i don't know what to call it uh misnomer of what a like yeah that guy's pimping or that guy's pimping it's like yeah. are they really or are they just showboating well it's it's a um i think the term pimping pimping in, in its in its form is really meant to replace showboating yes but meant to because pimps were known to showboat exactly you know but is it a term that you want to be described as? Absolutely not. Um, a pimp is somebody that essentially has a stable of women, and he is uh, manipulating them, usually by violence and fear, into going out there, prostituting themselves, bringing him every dime that they make. Every dime. Every dime. And he will provide for them what they need, which means that he is, in general, giving them the very basics they need to survive. And, and I mean, we're talking basics and keeping the rest for himself. And, you know, he's driving around the fancy car, the fancy outfits, hence the term pimpin'. But realistic, and of course, he does that because he then is advertising for other girls saying, see, this is the type of money my girls are bringing in, that I have these types of things. This is why you want to be with me, and I'm providing protection. I'm providing protection. 
so that no, nobody hurts you. Because the girls know, again, as I was saying, in an illegal environment, the fear, there's, there's no greater group of people that are victims of serial killers than prostitutes. Mm -hmm. Dating back to Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So they are, and the reason that they're chosen is because they're, again, they're an ignored or forgotten group of society. And so it's, it's easy, one of them disappears, nobody cares. Nobody thinks about it. And so using this fear, the pimps are able to manipulate these women. Or, I love you, baby, you're, you're, you're my number one, or whatever. And then she's his, what we call a bottom bitch, where she's, she's like the queen of this She's the top women. earner. Yes. Uh, she's, she's the, uh, you know, whatever. It's, it's a very, I would imagine that. that and it's probably for, in control of the other women who are working for this guy. Yeah. And I, would, and I would suggest that for you as a sociologist, this would probably be one of the more fascinating, disturbing, yet fascinating parts of the sex biz just because it, it is a, there is a sociological setup within oh, how yeah, this the, works the, and everything. The, the, the mental and mind control, the psychology that, pimps have over people yeah. that they were able to develop. There's a book written by, I think it was like Iceberg Slim. Mm -hmm. I think that's the name. There's, and I will tell you that there are, to suggest that pimps don't find their way into a Nevada house looking for girls, it happens. It happens. I don't know to what degree anymore. But at one time, you know, if a pimp walked in the house and he didn't belong there, he got removed. He, he was removed. Uh, but there were girls who were known to, years ago, that were known to have pimps. Um, and others have what's known as a suitcase pimp. But this is a little bit different. The suitcase pimp is typically a boyfriend uh, that is not working. He does not have a job whatsoever. He may hide that in, I'm taking care of the children, he may hide that as I have disability. He may have, however way he's hiding that. He's unemployed. Yes. And so what he does is he gets with one of these girls and he sends her to work. And the reason they call him a suitcase pimp is he's the guy that when she shows up to the house is carrying the suitcases in for her. Okay. And dropping her off at the house and then leaving and he'll be the one that comes to pick her up and carry the suitcases back out to take her home. But ultimately, she's there to earn money, you know, and, and that's it. Now, that's different than the guy who has a legitimate relationship with somebody and she happens to be a working girl, uh, but that he's also working and they have a marriage, they're married, and, you know, there's, there's healthy relationships out there as well. Oh, I'm sure there and, is. And it's just you have to be... I'm not that kind of person who's comfortable with that kind of I would relationship. Not, I would not be either. Uh, that's not something I, I that I think I could do, uh, but uh, you know you'll see you'll see both the healthy relationship and the pimp slash suitcase pimp girl relationship again whether it's prostitution porn strippers you, you see it all the way through. Uh, uh, yeah, we haven't talked about the porn industry yet, but I think we're going to save that one for a later. There's a major crossover between the two. Some of the girls that work in porn will work in the houses vice versa so there is there is a huge crossover and uh i think we'll get to that uh, well in another time later. sure but uh yeah uh we didn't quite get to the the menu the menu well it's sitting here though we'll get to it next time we definitely will it, it you know what i promise you we will get to the menu next time uh hopefully you enjoyed our 
round the United States. Oh yeah, world of illegal prostitution. Illegal pro. We haven't even gotten global. We haven't gone global. No boy, that's a that's a real. It's coming down the pipe. Oh boy, we're gonna have to go by country. I think in that case. Yeah, and we got some uh, we got some running room, Mm -hmm. which is great. Which means we're not going to be done with these anytime soon. No, no, not at all. But uh, you know, for everyone listening out there, we thank you very, very much for your listenership. We thank you for for joining us. We really, really appreciate you uh, helping us grow this podcast. And let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what you want to know about. There's plenty of stories. There's plenty of information. Yeah, we need some questions so uh, so I don't run my own well dry from things that I want to discuss. Absolutely. So reach out to us and. Uh, We'll be sure we'll be sure to get your questions answered here. Yes, and uh, this has been an Attic Light production. Mm-hmm. I am Larry. You're Jim. I am. You're Jim. I'm Larry. Indeed. We hope you are all safe and secure, and we hope to talk to you soon. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>